When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, I have to tell you guys, I spent some time this morning looking over an, an, an altar, a vulture article, a profile of Renee Zellweger. Mm. And um, there are some sound bites that people have pulled out of it that I thought were really interesting that I wanted to share with you. Okay. Uh, and I want to tell you what she had to say about them. And I know we will all have opinions about kind of these three major points. And these are the things that if you're searching through the headlines and you look for a story about Renee Zellweger, yeah. there are three main points that people are pulling out from this Vulture article. Okay. The three main points are, number one, how she felt about the rumors of her having plastic surgery. Oh, yeah, we had lots of opinions. Yes. Number two, her mention of a gay ex. Mm. Oh. Right? Mm. Number three, her thoughts on Harvey Weinstein. Okay, so let's start with number one. Now, the reason why Renee Zellweger is getting attention right now is, of course... Because she's starring as Judy Garland in this uh, biopic about Judy Garland. And by all accounts, her embodiment of the character of Julie Gar- Judy Garland is like spot on, tragic, um, amazing to watch. She Her performance is apparently quite good. From what I've understood critically, the movie is sort of meh. Mm-hmm. But her performance is what's yeah. so amazing. So there's sort of this renewed eye on Renee Zellweger. Sure. And the person who did the profile, uh, he's a writer, and his name is um, Jonathan Van Meter. And, you know, he sits, he talks beautifully in this profile about how the two of them sat on this on the patio of this Topanga cafe that she loves to go to for four plus hours. Okay. And they really got down to brass tacks. And one of the things that they talked about, they started talking about was um that time that she sort of she was really hot for a really pretty good amount of time. Uh between Jerry Maguire and all the Bridget Jones movies. Uh and then she sort of disappeared for a period of time. And she talks about why she did that and that it was really about some self-preservation. But recall this, she emerged about four or five years after being out of the spotlight and she looked markedly different. Well, everybody's like, what happened to your eyes? Yes, to the to our eyes, to our naked eyes, her eyes in particular looked very different. And she denied those plastic surgery rumors. Uh, and then when asked about it, she had this thought. Okay. She essentially, in the headline you'll see was, it made her sad. But here's what she said. Oh. 
it clarifies what's important important to you, and it shakes off any sort of cling, clingy superficiality uh, that you didn't have time for anyway. This is what she's talking about is taking time away. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, because we have this public experience of being criticized, not just for our work, but as human beings, and when it gets to be too much, you learn that your skin is not quite as thick as you need it to be. Uh, and then she goes on to say, I had a really, I had a good five-year period where I was joyful, and there's this new chapter that, people aren't even aware of. Um, but she talks about the plastic surgery in particular. Uh, and she says essentially that it made her very sad at how we view women and that, that it becomes even an issue mm-hmm. that we are noticing the plastic surgery yeah. piece. And, you know, here's what I, this, my, my initial reaction to that is I'm sorry that it made her feel sad. Um, but also, it is, I think, asinine to believe that you can show up looking not anything like the person who we have known and seen and think that people are not going to make note of that. Yeah, well, to me, it seems just a very stock celebrity answer to sort of shame the audience for paying attention when you have made a career out of asking people to pay attention to you. And it's not to say because people will we're in this time right now or we're we're, we're so bad at Oh, I don't know how to say this. We're really good and really bad at some things. And we're really good at recognizing that we're all kind of jerks, right? Like, yeah. We love to be like, oh, God, she's fat. She put on some weight. Ooh, what happened to her ugly face? Like, okay, that's maybe not the best way to approach another human being. So then we try to correct that behavior. But in correcting it, it's almost as if we hypercorrect it. And we're not supposed to like, like, you're in public. And I don't think there's anything wrong with people questioning your physicality insofar as it's a change, marked change from a previous moment. You may not like that, but I kind of just feel like that's just human. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Human observation. uh, It's just us. That's what we we do. do. And like, I don't think there's it's it'd be one thing if people were like, you look ugly now with your eyes. What's happened to your eyes? Well, see, and that's OK, sure. But like there did you something? What happened? Like I have eyeballs and I see that your eyeballs look different. She said, it makes me sad. I don't look at beauty in that way. I don't think of myself that way. I like my weird quirkiness, my off kilter mix of things. It enables me to do what I do. I don't want to be something else. But I think that's that is exactly what people were reacting to yeah. was you were a beautiful woman. There was no yeah, reason to do it? that. Yeah. And we're noticing that you did it. Not because we're, and I don't, and maybe people were judging. I'm not saying that people weren't and that that doesn't feel awful to her. But those people will always exist. Yeah. But like, for the most part, I think the the reason why it grabbed headlines was because we all thought she looked different. And also, here's here's the thing. So, okay. You, like, I learned a valuable lesson that people pay attention. I, I mean, I, I think we've all got experiences where we realize how horrible people really are without even meaning to be horrible in that they are just obsessed with things that don't matter, whether it's your physicality or superficiality, eyes, hair, face, skin, body, whatever. And you have those moments and you go, wow, that really sucks. Yeah. And then you go, I'm going to move on from that because I'm not going to focus my time and energy. And it's that like, oh, I was really sad. Okay, that's fine. 
You yeah, know, I don't want to blow her response out of proportion either, but... Well, she does put it back on... Okay, so, because there's one more little piece to it, and then I'm going to move on to this other thing. But she does say, you know, the implication that I somehow needed to change what was going on because it wasn't working. Well, but you did change something that we all Apparently. thought was working just fine. So she kind of tries to tip it back to the public yeah. and make it the public's fault in the first place. I just wasn't a big fan of that whole exchange. Sure. Um, in in this vulture profile again, we're talking about Renee Zellweger, and this is a profile that was uh, published in Vulture. Mm-hmm. And the writer goes on to so this is the second thing that sort of stood out to me. And again, these are the sound bites that are being grabbed from this Renee Zellweger profile in Vulture, written by John Van Meter, who is himself a gay man, and in this conversation asks her what it feels like to be a gay icon. I think that is confusing because I think that Judy Garland is a gay icon. I don't know that uh, who's the role that she embodies. I don't know that Renee Zellweger is, but okay, fine. Fair question. Uh, She goes on to just basically say, listen, you know, I I don't think of it that way, but I'm an ex-girlfriend of a gay man. I'm a best friend. I'm a mentor of. I'm a student of. I'm a client of a partner of, I'm a neighbor, I'm a boss and a collaborator. Uh, and she, that's how she sort of talks about her relationship to the gay community. Well, what's interesting about that is many people are picking out that one part where she says, I'm an ex-girlfriend of a gay ma- man. And what do you think they're oh. thinking she's referring to without really saying it? The fact that she was married to Kenny Chesney and their divorce was, I'm sorry, did they end up getting it annulled? Yeah. yeah, and the reasoning due to fraud, fraud, and the only thing that people will point to is that likely that had something to do with who he told her he was. Mm. Uh huh. Okay, so that's oh, that was just one little tidbit. But here's the real. This is the big one. This is the big Kahuna. This is the thing that we have to spend a couple seconds here on. I'd like to spend more time, but we'll see if we've got it. So she's talking about. Harvey Weinstein. Now you'll remember when the Harvey Weinstein story broke, she was pretty mum, even though he's she she had a relationship with him, mm-hmm. a, a professional relationship with him. But a lot, of, and there were some rumors that she had given him sexual favors in return for some roles. Okay, right. And so she said, you know, her policy was to not say anything about it. Um, but she says. In some ways, I feel like I allowed for tiny cuts that just seemed like, oh, this is just how it's always been. But I was never a victim of it. And she's talking about Harvey Weinstein in particular. Mm -hmm. And this is where I question her decision to say anything at all. She says, I always felt that I knew what to do in those circumstances. I didn't feel accostable. I never felt Uh, like I was being, yep, right? uh, All the alarm bells run off or go off right there, right? I never felt that I was being insulted or demeaned. I didn't recognize it at that. It was jocular. It was a joke. Okay. Okay, what happened right there? Well, she just, I mean, made excuses for some behavior that, you know. She also kind of makes it sound like anybody who was victimized by Harvey Weinstein allowed themselves... Exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But she wasn't. And so, yeah. like, she didn't feel like she needed to yeah, talk about it. Yeah, which is a, per- she a was... pervasive myth that sort of percol- percolates out there, like, well, I'm, I'm not asking for that behavior. I mean, you know, if you end up walking around those areas, things are going to happen. Yeah. I yeah. just, I, I, I question her. I think she was sort of 
freestyling when she was having this conversation. I don't think she was really thinking yeah, about the implications of what she was when saying. You're sitting down with an interviewer, you yeah, should be more thoughtful. It just, um, but she said, you know, it was hard to accept the surprise of all the things that he was accused of. Um, so when she said it's, it's hard to accept the surprise of that. And I'm sorry that it's hard to talk about because this is a person that I did not know well, but I thought I knew him as I knew him. So she's not really saying anything, but what she is saying, I just don't think she carefully chose those words. Uh, if you want to read the entire profile, it is interesting. Mm -hmm. She's, she's a, she's, she's a handful. I mean, she's an interesting person, Uh, but that's the vulture profile of Renee Zellweger and you can get it online. It's easy. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Cardi B, be beefing, Cardi B beefing with 10 year olds. This is a crazy story. We'll hear it after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. Cardi B beefing with some kids. True. 10 year olds. Not even kidding you. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, what the heck? Cardi B's what beefing the heck? with the kids. What? What's a Cardi B, honey? Okay, so Cardi B is apparently beefing with some children. And I'll get to that in a moment. I saw this story and I was like, is this what? What is this? Is this what, real? What is this? Somebody explain this to me. And it's the headline is literally exclusive. Cardi B feuds with crew of rapping 10 year olds. Okay. I'm like, what? So it turns out um, <laughs> Cardi B went on a mysterious rant. On, Aren't they all? <laughs> on Instagram Live Monday, um, saying the following quote, and just go with me. Not going to let no little bleepin' white boys come at me all mother bleepin' day long. Mother bleepin', shut the bleep up. I got to be careful. And stay in your mother bleepin' place. Go drink your mother bleeping milk biatch bleep. Okay. So that was Cardi B's rant. Okay. On Instagram Live. I feel like <laughs> I'm so old reading this. Yeah. So it turns, it turns out, out those they're just children. She was it talking turns about. out that those bleepers are just uh, those milk drinking bleepers. Those milk drinking mother bleeping milk drinking bleepers <laughs> are just ten year old four ten year old fraternal quadruplet brothers who post their own music on their Instagram account. What? No. So these kids are just trying to stay out of trouble and do their music. Yeah. It's a diss track. That's what they call it, where they say <laughs> naughty things about Cardi, and Cardi's not having that. So well, how bad could it be? So anyway, oh, no, I saw well, we have it. Oh, oh. so we, you have the you have the um, now. Th- this group, by the way, is called Z Nation. I believe spelled it's with the number eight. Uh-huh. Z N eight T I O N. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, their Instagram account has suddenly gone private. We'll get to that in a moment. But you have the actual diss track where they sing about Cardi B? Yes. Okay, let's have a listen. And by the way, just a heads up for those with sensitive ears, they do use the word turd. Oh, geez. You don't say. <laughs> okay. I mean, they got nice beats. So they got some fat beats, those uh, little kids. Those little turds. Uh, but their account has since gone private. One wonders if, you know, the Cardi B stands have uh, swamped their Aww. Instagram account. They're just trying to stay out of trouble. We'll come back with some debate. We've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. We got a name for those celebrities who behave badly. That name is... Neighbor. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Thank you for asking, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she, for why? For why? Oh, you're going to love this story. Oh, In fact, wait. it was going to be a vegan, uh, just a generic mm. vegan from Australia who didn't like barbecue, the, got mad at their neighbors for barbecuing or some dumb thing. But then I saw this story about Jennifer Aniston and I thought to myself, self, you got to share this with the people. Okay. Your eyes are going to roll back in their head. Okay. Jennifer Aniston swears by this 24 karat gold vibrating bar. Jeez. What? Excuse, Excuse me? me I feel like that would make your um, drink spill. <laughs> a bar. Like a bar or a bar? Okay, you guys are drunk. Go home. <laughs> no. I am Why ta- would you want your bar to vibrate? Yeah, you know, those mm. lemon bars Think sometimes. <laughs> okay. Uh, back to the actual story. I want to okay. tell you about Jennifer Aniston in her interview for InStyle's October issue, where the 50-year-old actress revealed the beauty secrets that keep her looking so ageless. Okay. Oh, I need to know what is on her list, because I am just a haggard old troll <laughs> in need of some skincare secrets. Quote, I think it's because my mom told me to start moisturizing when I turned 15. I've been using Aveeno since I was a teenager. Okay. Uh, the details? Anyone? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Also, anyone? Anyone? Yeah, why? That was sponsored yeah. by Aveeno. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm here oh, for you. I just I'm happened here for you. to use Aveeno since I was 15. That's why I look like Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Fat <laughs> chance, Grandma. <laughs> now, back to the story. She then goes on to list her favorite facialists across America. Okay. Facialists? I don't live in that world. Aren't they uh, just called estheticians? She likes uh, Georgia Louise in New York. She loves Lupita at Mila Mursi in Beverly Hills. Joanna oh, I do Czech too. Have Dallas. you ever had your face facialed by her? Oh, that facialist Lupita oh. at Mila Mursi in Beverly Hills? It's amazing. Please. She uses now, a vino. <laughs> when she can't get to Melanie Simon in Montecito, California, she <laughs> drinks a daily glass of celery juice. No. Um, that and, is that hot. 
make sure juice in the cellar that she sucks down a bottle of E3 Live all organic superfood herbal supplements. Oh, is that sponsored? I mean, I would. This hope. entire article is brought to you by Avino <laughs> and E23 food supplements. That, that's got the algae in it. Okay, well, well, there you go. Anyway, moral of the story is: remember, I started this by talking about a twenty-four thousand or a twenty-four carat gold bar that vibrates. <laughs> yes. Well, let's get to that. She swears, quote unquote, by a vibrating twenty-four carat gold sculpting bar, which retails for a hundred and ninety-five dollars. Created by her friend and makeup artist Jillian Dempsey. Okay. Quote. If. Quote. Okay. Quote. Okay. It feels so damn good to put oil on your face and just roll that thing around. What? This Lux Breakthrough Bar helps the skin look lifted and toned with each vibration. Right. So it's literally a stick that vibrates and you rub it on your face with some oil. Do you know what this actually reminds me of? This happened like over a month ago. A video emerged of her bestie. Courtney or Courtney Cox mm-hmm. at Cipriani in New York, oh, yeah. whipping out her jade roller and yeah, just like the same rolling thing. her face. It basically looks like a jade roller, but it's twenty four karat gold because the metallic wavelengths that vibrate through your skin have elasticity. And okay. <laughs> also, a fan of this unusual face sculpting oh, tool geez. are Alicia Keys, Reese Witherspoon, Kristen Stewart, and Gwyneth Paltrow, and a hundred other celebrities that were sent this free dumb thing in the mail. Exactly. <laughs> Who were then also asked if somebody to talk about it as often as possible. Oh, he brought the hand out. He doesn't just have if, one finger right now. He has all fool. five, and he's waving them all at Comes me. Comes to your door and uh-huh. says. Mm. Here, I want you to take this bar. Your D-bag voice is like <laughs> amazing today. I want you to take this vibrating bar and I want you to put some oil on your face and then I would like you to roll this bar all over your face. They're trying to make a fool out of you and they have succeeded with Jennifer Aniston because this thing, like, okay, sure, it probably feels really good to yeah. have your face vibrate and then you can just laugh at society and the notion that you've you are vibrating your face with 24 karat gold. Like, that's just wow, like rich people fancy. stuff right I know, there. right? Like, let's just put a diamond on it and that'll make it fancy. I mean, great. I, I want you to feel good. I want you to try new things. Life. Live your best life. I love to vibrate. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, you are not... You are not going to look like Jennifer Aniston sticking this thing on your no, face. No, you're not. Or sucking down algae pills. Or celery juice. Yeah. Like, you might feel good. Yeah. You might actually... But somebody just read this. Ugly. Somebody just read this and ran home <laughs> and shoved a bunch of celery into their ninja and is chugging <laughs> it's like thinking tomorrow looking, they're gonna look like Jennifer it's Aniston. Like, it's like your friend who you know, well, not your friend, because your friends are too smart for this, but like the idiot at the great clips that I'm sitting next to who walks in and goes, Yeah, I want to look like this and is holding a picture of oh, Jennifer like, Aniston. Oh, honey. Like, honey, you have three hairs on that head. It ain't happening. No, also <laughs> 
I mean, this has happened to all of us, though. And But it happened to us when we were young, and then we learned from it, right? When you go in with the picture, and you say, I want to look like this, and then the hair looks exactly like the picture, but you still look like the same old person. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. still a broke-down mess. <laughs> yeah. I did that so, with Heidi Klum once, exactly. and I said, I want to look like this, and then I left the salon crying for yeah, a week. because you yeah. didn't look like Heidi Klum. Yeah. No. And you know what? You can. I don't care how many vibrating <laughs> bars of gold you throw at your own face, and how many pounds of celery you cream in your ninja you're never ever gonna look like jennifer aniston i mean maybe focus on that snaggle too <laughs> put a diamond on it <laughs> no we're just being facetious however you can't i just i hate articles like this and i'm not thinking about the people who buy them so much as the people who do them like like you're just you're selling something nobody can buy oh yeah other than shame and like sadness. You can buy shame and sadness. Why buy it when you can get it for free from your relatives? It's true. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget when I was like a preteen, right? In those like awkward years where you're like, oh gosh, like you're growing into everything and you just look funky and mm-hmm. like you had a bad perm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I read an article about, um, oh, geez. She was in Moonlighting. She's so beautiful. Cher? No. Oh, no. Sybil Shepard. Sybil Shepard. Cher and Moonlighting. She was thinking Moonstruck. Oh, I was with you. I was with you. Sybil uh, Shepard. Special so, guest I, star Cher. <laughs> I think it was actually Barbara Walters that asked her what her beauty secret was. Okay, now, never fall for this, right? Anytime. And I don't care how natural the beauty secret is. Some of it is just good genes, okay? So Sybil Shepard said, oh, I drink you know, eight glasses of water a day. And that's her beauty secret. So I was like, oh, well, if eight <laughs> glasses of water oh, is going to make Sybil Shepherd look like that, what would 16 glasses? I mean, I just yeah. thought all I ever had to do was drink water and I was going to like yeah. glow like Sybil Shepherd. Mm-hmm. My point is, you learn those lessons when you're in your awkward phase yeah. and then you accept who you are yeah, you and help. you don't buy a 24 gold 24 karat look, gold vibrating bar. We've all bought the fish pills or the fish oil pills, or we've all bought the, you know, nutritional yeast. And, Holly. And then, but at the end mm-hmm. of the night, when we go to slather on that, you know, sea moss encrusted facial goo, you're still looking at the same troll in the, the mirror. Same. Oh God! This self-affirming conversation brought to you by true. the Colleen and Bradley yeah. show. <laughs> like, here's what you turn to us for: uh, reality. Well, We're just going to be the reality. Still going to be that same broke-down yeah. mess in the mirror. What are you going to do? No, but the, the, the truth is, you you can be beautiful without that hundred and ninety-five dollar bar. Yes. That's the real message. Thank you. You don't need Jennifer Aniston, and I wish some celebrity would just say, like, you're not going to look like me because if you did. You would be tell you would be on the cover of this magazine, right? Like, <laughs> but the you're, world we you're live not in as is such as I am. Yeah, the world is such that we live in a world that's unfair, and yeah. people like me get to be on magazine covers, and you broke fools don't, <laughs> and that's okay. Accept it and do what you do and do it well. Because here's the other thing: here's the beauty about not being Jennifer Aniston. You don't have people talking about you. Right. You don't have people holding you up to unrealistic expectations. Nobody's going to ask you what your beauty secret is. Exactly. Also, can I, I just want to say this about the 24 karat gold vibrating bar. Like, why Why everything's got to have 
some kind of beauty element to it. Why can't you just roll your face because yeah, it, it feels feel good. good? Yeah. Like, why can't you just be like, yeah, I bought this bar because I like my face to vibrate. It feels good. Nobody says that. Nobody just tells the truth. Yeah. She's got to give me some cockamamie, non-scientific reason why the metallic gold is yeah. neutralizing the acidity. It just feels good. Acidity. Just, no, girl, you just like your face to vibrate, and that that's face. okay. Let it vibrate. It, do it any place, <laughs> wherever it feels good. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I, we got to talk about Linda Hamilton. Because she's making oh headlines my God. Did today. You, did you have We a... don't even need to get to my oh D-bag. God. There's another opportunity wow. to get to that D-bag in okay. the show today. All right. Uh, but I do want to talk about Linda Hamilton because she's making headlines. She hasn't made headlines in a long time. The reason she's making headlines is interesting. Oh. And I can't figure out which kind of interesting it is. So we're going to try to get to the bottom of that after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. All right, I got to talk about why Linda Hamilton is making headlines today. Wow. And I also have to maybe say a few unkind words about paywalls on the Colleen and Bradley oh, sure. Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Okay, Linda Hamilton. You know Linda Hamilton, right? She's back in headlines, of course, From because Terminator. of Terminator. Um, but. She did uh, an interview with the New York Times, mm-hmm. and in it, she said something that has like everybody's grabbed onto it, and it's every single headline you're going to see about Linda Hamilton today. Okay, my first my first point is this: so the the headline is Linda Hamilton says she's been celibate for 15 years. Whoa! All right, didn't ask. Uh, now that actually brings me to my beef about paywalls. I was curious what the question was that led her to that answer, right? Because oftentimes we see things kind of taken out of context in a headline and you go, oh, whoa, that was a weird thing to share. But we never get to the bottom of what the question was that yielded that answer. Uh, And it makes it sound like it was this big statement that she was making that she decided to like unleash upon the world when it probably was that she was answering a question and it was in passing. Do you want to know? I do want to know because I I tried to go to the New York Times article. And you've already gone through your limit. Apparently I've, yeah, I'm over my limit. Well, here's, here's the art, the paragraph in which this quote exists. Um, she's talking about some stuff that happened and then all of a sudden, otherwise her life in New Orleans is gratifyingly Spartan quote. I love my alone time. Like no one you've ever met, um, said Hamilton, who divorced her Terminator to director James Cameron in 1999. I've been celibate for at least 15 years. One loses track because it just doesn't matter, or at least it doesn't matter to me. I have a very romantic relationship with my world every day and the people who are in it. Okay. So I'm still, Okay. That helps me understand better my reaction to this. Yeah. Because I couldn't figure out if I was like, Linda Hamilton, that is just, do we don't need to know this. Yeah. Right? Or is it helpful for her to share that with people who perhaps ha- are living a celibate life and maybe have felt shame about it? Right? So I kind of was like coming down on two sides of it. Like, sure. is this a helpful statement she's making? Or... Is this just an unnecessary like statement? Yeah. And I, I think I actually am falling down on the side of overshare at this point. Okay. Because it wasn't like somebody asked her directly, how many sexual partners have you had in the last 15 years? 
or and not that that would be okay either. Yeah. But the way that it's sort of offered up as a way of saying like, my kids are out of the nest. I'm not married. I enjoy living in my home. I enjoy the company I keep with the neighbors. And then it's like she drops in there. I haven't had sex for 15 years, I think. Well, okay, so what's interesting is, and now I'm looking to clarify, and I probably won't be able to go back to this article because it'll probably kick me out. Um, But regarding celibacy, I'm wondering if she means this in a literal, like, sexual sense, or if she just, I mean, I guess that's what she means, right? Because that's what the word celibate means. But I'm wondering if she just means she hasn't been in a relationship, but presumably she means in a non-sexual um, she has not had sexual intimacy with another person. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess just, I would clarify. But but again, you know, to your point about what point is she trying to make? She's I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Trying to make a point that she's essentially comfortable with being like a alone. I don't know. Which is like a fine yeah. thing to say. I appreciate the fact that she's sharing that. Yeah. I just thought it was a little like, I mean, of course, of course, that is going to be the piece of that article that's going to grab the headlines. Not anything about, you know, what, what Terminator meant to her or what uh, taking a break from the business has meant to her. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, we talked earlier about Renee Zellweger, the profile about Renee Zellweger in of uh, on vulture where she really talks about making a conscious decision to step away from the spotlight and mm-hmm. what that sort of did for her that there was an opportunity in this but of course what the headlines what the what, the, what all the tabloids are going to grab onto was that little celibate. sound bite she's been celibate for 15 years there's the headline that's all you need what's also interesting is she talks about reprising her role as sarah connor in the terminator the Terminator franchise with the new installment, which is called Dark Fate. Um, and she actually taught, and I actually found this more interesting than her 15 years celibate. Um, she said, you know, she really hesitated about it. She said, do I want to trade this lovely, authentic life for that? She says, I didn't want my neighbors looking at me differently. We're neighbors because of who we are, not what we do. And I don't want that to creep into my life again. So this really sounds like a person who's on the other side of a Hollywood career, who lives a quiet life, Mm -hmm. is, you know, a a normal person in her own life. She doesn't want to be in the spotlight, obviously. yeah. Um, But then has found herself faced with that again. Um, but I just thought it was such an interesting, that was such an interesting tidbit for everybody to pull out of the headlines. And I wondered why, Well, mm. what the point was of that. Yeah. I mean, I think the reason is because people are obsessed with sex and they think, oh my God, she doesn't have sex for 15 years. What? Um, I would assume that that's probably why people are focusing on that. Um, you know, interesting, I guess. Yeah. I mean, In a very Minnesota interesting. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> um, but. 
just one part of wherever she's at in life right now. I just imagine I have so many questions about that. Like, I want to know, like, is that intentional? Is that just because, you know, sometimes things just happen and you're not even thinking about it day to day. Right. Right. Um, But I would be curious, is that an actual choice? Is that just circumstance or happenstance? Um, How do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like you have a a lesson you want to share with us as to what that celibacy may have given you that perhaps other people don't have. Well, that's one thing I find interesting is I'm sure that that will, the people will read this article. They will have those questions. No doubt when she does another interview, this will be the thing that comes up. And so those questions might get asked or answered in the, in the long run. Um, But I wonder if she regrets popping that in there Mm because that was kind of a bizarre thing to add hey uh i wanted to just make everybody aware of something really special that's happening tomorrow that we're excited about uh here at my talk 1071 starting tomorrow morning at six o'clock at the beginning of jason and alexis in the morning Mm -hmm. we will start one of our my talk diaper drives and this is in response to hurricane dorian and and this is something we've been doing now sadly for a few years in response to devastating hurricanes at my talk, we've decided to take on a diaper bank in the area, in the affected area, knowing that they really will need resources for people who have lost everything. And if they've got babies, infants, if they've got uh, other needs for diapers, that that we can help them provide that. Now, because of where Hurricane Dorian hit, um, we are going to be collecting money and we will be doing so from six o'clock on throughout the broadcast day tomorrow. And each of our shows has a matching sponsor. You can find out more about this by going to mytalk1071.com. But what that matching sponsorship means is if we in each show raise $1,500, that will be matched dollar for dollar. Yeah, so that $1 you donate becomes $2 up to that $1,500 amount for each show. And you did say each show is going to be, um, or has a, a match. Our show, Colleen and Bradley, have Ungerman Restoration matching that $1,500 amount dollar for dollar. So um, we want to take full advantage of that from noon to three tomorrow. And we're very excited about it. And one other thing to know as we prepare for tomorrow and as you think about what you are able to donate is one of the things that uh, these diaper banks are able to do is they're able to get diapers at a lower cost. Mm-hmm. So the money ends up going further. So when you think about how that dollar turns into $2, that goes a very long way for the diaper banks uh, that we are supporting. So you'll you'll hear more about this throughout the day tomorrow. If you're curious about it, just head over to mytalk1071.com. You can click the link right on the to the front page and learn more. Or keyword diaper. Oh, that also yeah. works. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, does your pet do something seriously annoying? Oh, God, We yes. love our furry friends, but they do have some annoying habits. Bradley's going to share what Wheezy has been doing that's been driving him crazy. What's your pet doing? 651. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.